Live from both coasts, it's the Take the Ride podcast. I do have my glasses. All right, Grandpa. I've embraced it. This is who I am now. Judy, come on! You had two accents, didn't you, you little fucking snake? Yeah. <laughs> You're dropping your eyes, you lace curtain motherfucker. <laughs> now here are your hosts, Adam Drake and Johnny Wright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another... Wow, Judy, already with the shake. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Take the Ride podcast. Uh, I am Adam Drake. With me, as always, a man whose Wi-Fi goes out when the salmon start spawning, Johnny Wright. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> Sorry, right when we started, my dog shakes. That's awesome. awesome. I love it. This is our our fourth attempt at this, fifth attempt. I don't even know. We I don't know. We ran into some issues last week, mostly with drugs. Uh, but <laughs> mostly with substance uh, abuse because because we're doing this on zoom and because uh we are literally on two sides of the country uh sometimes wi-fi goes out and we can't figure out why and it just recording stops and it and it sucks um so i think we were probably about 10 or 15 minutes into the last one thereabouts yeah. and uh yeah someone's wi-fi went out i'm not pointing fingers but it was probably johnny yeah, I would. I would never want to accuse you of this, Johnny, but it was definitely you. Definitely. Um, and uh, yeah, so we we uh, decided to scrap that and start again. So here we are, again, a, a, almost a week later. Um, it's not a big budget production, you know. We, it's no, not, not a big budget production. We. I think I've spent more on Starbucks coffee this week than I have on the entire production <laughs> budget of this. Shame on you. Podcast. Shame on you. I know. I'm sorry. Oh. If there were better alternatives around here, or if alternatives made it easier to order, because I can just order my app. Like I drop the kids off yeah. at daycare, order my app, and go I pick see. it up. That's convenient. Yeah. And I'm not going I'm just to an instant donuts. coffee. I'm a simple guy. I do an instant coffee. You do the instant. Like the, yeah, the I'm just a simple guy. Couple scoops. What is, what is, I, I can't. It's Nescafe, I think is what I do. I'm not a big coffee guy. I drink like three cups of coffee a week. I'm not a but, big coffee. Johnny, I mean, that is like you're one step in the grave, man. That <laughs> Nest Cafe, you come over, you got the like can of coffee. Yeah, just it's the coffee. It's terrible. I mean, you've got the half rim glasses on now. I do. You've I have like the, half moon reading glasses. You have a beard that looks like Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> I you're, you're drinking instant coffee. I mean, this is. I, like, I don't. I'm telling you, I got. I got to get it together here. Do you keep plastic wrap on your furniture? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a cake have in some, the fridge in case have some Werther's or some Werther's originals that are nine years old in a, in a little dish, <laughs> <laughs> a little ceramic dish? Yeah, little dish. Oh, Johnny, what's happening, some, buddy? Have uh, some decorative some decorative soaps. My grandmother had decorative soaps. Oh, that I, is hilarious my mom, I, to me. If you go into my parents' house right now, there are soaps in one of the bathrooms that are shaped like seashells. That's my grandma had the seashells. I was, yeah. I kid you not. I was just about to say that she, it was in the yeah. guest bathroom. She had a little condominium yep. and there was, there was like seashell, like soaps. And but then you couldn't uh, touch them. You, no, they were not no. for I use. Got, I got, I got, uh, I got in trouble once yeah. for like out of curiosity, you know, <laughs> rub, rubbing one up. And then where's the car? Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. I the love scallop. the decorative. soap. but you're right. I do need to get the clippers to the beard. Well, uh, it's, it's got. I, it looks like the like a like a uh, you know, it looks like a briar patch. <laughs> Br- Br- rabbit's about to hide in it. Looks bad. Some song of the south up here. That's. Oh. Fucking great. I don't want to use the term obscene, 
but it's obscene. I mean, it's. it's, it's I have a. Bo- I have a yeah, I have a bootleg copy of Song of the South. There's a reason it's banned. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> I I I think I saw it in the early '80s, and I mean, clearly yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know what. You know. Well, yeah, you don't understand like what a tar baby is. Oh gosh. Well, that was I, and I. I oh actually, man. Yeah, brutal. I'm pretty sure my parents even at the time were like, this is not the best thing. So maybe we just yeah. skip over this part. 1940s uh, Disney has some some stuff that's pretty bad. Well, I, I, any any sort of, well, really any sort of pop culture. What Looney Tunes, like, to be fair. I mean, it's. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's. I, I mean, it's, especially during the time. Like with like all the like anti-Asian uh, cartoons and. and yeah. Uh, yeah. Just not great. So. Like the the crows in Dumbo, that's not good. No, no, that's not, not good at all. Mm-mm, no, um, or um, uh, uh, He Man just with his <laughs> rippling pecs. I mean, that banana, hammock, going, yeah, that, I, that banana hammock he's wearing that's inappropriate. He Man, it turned a lot of guys gay. Okay, uh, my brother just texted me. Uh oh, <laughs> Mike Lindell is going to be on Jimmy Kimmel next week. That is unbelievable. Oh. How did they get him to do this? Uh, PR Kimmel's going to tear him up. up. Yeah, that's not good. Kimmel can be brutal, especially to like Trump's he's a, fans. He's a lunatic. I mean, have you seen any of the clips this week of Mike Lindell started his own like bullshit social networking thing? <laughs> it's called Frank. Frank, yes. which is a yes. terrible name. And and he did like a 48 hour live stream, and uh, which I don't know. I mean, maybe he's back on crack. You know, he's a former cracker, but. <laughs> But some of the clips of it are so funny as he just spent hour upon hour complaining and ranting and taking prank phone calls and mispronouncing journalists' names and stuff. It was just, it was absolutely wild. So Kimmel was showing clips of it. Yeah. Somehow he doesn't know that they're mocking him and he agreed to go on. I don't so believe that's going to be unbelievable. Publicists have to be involved somewhere. And yeah, maybe both ways. I don't know. But it's. But, but, if you're Mike Lind- uh, that's so crazy. If the my pillow guy has a publicist, or I'm assuming he does, but like my pillow guy, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, why even set yourself up for that? I mean, well, I I have no idea what he's. I mean, I'm sure that they're thinking, oh, this is great, going to be great publicity for the site. But Kimmel's probably going to embarrass you on national TV. Right, it'll probably be a moment or two that goes viral. So Listen, I don't know, man. This, this Johnny, is, I, that's funny. You don't become the foremost authority on entrepreneurial pillow creation without being a genius. So uh, man, I, I think I think the guy's wild. got some some talent. Let's let's see what he has. Right, well, he's gonna you know he's ready to blow the lid off this whole thing. You know he's, well, gonna, he's gonna get he's to. Got, yeah, he's you know he's gonna bring some receipts, man. He's gonna have all the proof. I'm sure. It's, oh my goodness, I can't believe that's gonna. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I I didn't know that. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be. That's gonna be a watch. Cause that is hilarious. There's no way that ends well. For no for way, him. no way. I mean, it'll embolden all of his followers and all the right. But it's it. Yeah, I'm no. sure that the lunatics will watch it and think, "Oh, he really gave it to that smart ass Kimmel." But right, Kimmel's gonna tear him up. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Oh well, that's gonna be fun. <laughs> so thank you to my brother for. So Give me heads up. Yeah. did you, uh, did you get your, uh, vaccine? I know when we talked last week, you 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 were going to, I, I for it or? well, I became eligible last week, but then like right. two days later, everybody became eligible. Yeah. So funny. now I'm, I'm, I'm trying 
to, I'm trying to get an appointment. I, I looked about an hour ago. Okay. There's three pharmacies right right close to me. I've been trying those three. They each have yeah. a website. So I'm just trying every couple hours and I'll, I'll get up. You know, millions of people are trying now. So yeah. I haven't gotten an appointment booked yet, but I've been working on it. Hopefully, hopefully by next week, I'll get my first and, one. Again, this is, this is for the vaccine and not for the PlayStation 5. Or are you on a separate one to get that? That's, that's, that's a separate thing. thing. That's, that's a separate, a separate thing. Okay. Yeah. Both tough. Both tough. And both will, yeah. you know, save humanity. So it's good yeah, to know. It's, you got to line up. One night yeah. I was in I was in Brooklyn and there was about 150 young men lined up on the street. And you thought, nice. And I like, like what's going on here? And like, what's going on? Why, why, why? I thought, you know, like not for a concert ticket or something. We don't do like that anymore. I used right. to camp out for concert tickets, but that's. 25 years ago and then the village people broke up and what were you yeah and the, yeah and the village people didn't even they canceled the tour right the what rest. are you gonna do it's like such a waste they they were waiting for call of duty they were lining up overnight to uh, for call of duty like fellas this is weird it's a little it's a little strange especially this is a little weird it was like it was like october or something it's gonna be cold tonight what are you doing yeah. they're gonna spend the night on the street for call of duty bizarre <sighs> It's I I did that once for like the iPhone four. Did you really? And, but not I didn't like camp out for it. But I had like pre registered. I like whatever it was back back in the day when it was it wasn't as well refined as it is now. And I don't know why I even bothered. But I woke up like at midnight, put my name in, and then had to show up at the Apple Store on the Upper West Side at like six in the morning. And I it was probably like hundred and fifty to get it like number 150 out of like 300 yeah. but i had to wait like for five hours and like missed half a day's work so i could get my fucking hands on a phone like what <laughs> what like why would i even bother i and i remember thinking like this is the dumbest thing i've ever done and i've done a lot of dumb things johnny i lined up at six in the morning to get the ipod and, and uh, yeah and then and they sold out Oh, so you didn't even so, know you have a no. Guarantee. So the first shipment that came into Manhattan, I went to it was a Best Buy on Twenty Third Street, I think. Yeah, yep. and I lined up. It's I got there at like six and was like lined up, and then they were sold out at like nine fifteen or something. And so I had to do it again like two weeks later. I got there again early, so and I got the was, second shipment to come in. There was such. I still have it. <laughs> With the, the the not the scroll wheel, but like the circular buttons. The circular it, right? wheel, the brick. Yeah, it's it's on one of my bookshelves. That's cool. You should actually, you should hold on. Yeah, that thing's going to be worth something. I, I actually, I'm out of care. I, I wonder if, you know, it obviously doesn't work anymore, but yeah. I mean, I, I use the hell out of that thing, but yeah, right. But I do wonder what it was worth, but because, because before in New York, you know, you're, you're on the subway and on a bus and you want headphones on, you, you just, you just do. And so I had like yeah. a disc man. Yeah. I mean, this is how long ago this was. And not easy but, to put in a pocket, by the way. You yeah. Hold that thing. Had it like in my shoulder bag, you know, I had a disc man and I had yep. like four or five CDs, you know, in a, <laughs> it's so stupid. So I was so excited to get an iPod, but yeah, I was, I was there for hours and then it sold out. No, I, I was just bummed out. I, I was so psyched when I was able to get like a CD burner because totally, then you could just like make your own CDs and you'd have to yeah. like keep switching shit in and out and be like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I don't want to listen to half this album and then carry around like that, that book of CDs. Yeah. I had oh, three God. books of CDs that were six inches tall, three books. Yeah, I, I got a lot of music. Lot, lot of you. I mean, that's you. You're 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 the music man. You know, seventy six trombones. I just love rock and roll, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Clapton this morning. <laughs> Eric Clapton, man, kind of uh, a sketchy person. 
but he is my favorite guitar player. And you know what? Not great at putting screens on windows. Oh boy. Was that too that soon? Is, that, that was is, dark. That is dark. That is some dark shit. That is dark. That is one of those things that I am still I still freak out about. Like with my kids. It's, it's terrible. I you know, what my kids are like, you know, if we go on a into a building, I'm like, hey, don't press on the window or you know, don't go out in the, the balcony yeah. or whatever. But holy shit, that that is a fucking Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. It's what the song Tears in Heaven is about. Yeah. It's about Clapton's kid. It's awful. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, okay, you had a story for me last I time. Did. And you started the story. We, we, you, okay. you barely scratched the surface of it. Yeah. And it's, I'm not, it's all I've thought about for the last Really? A whole uh, that's, Yeah, uh, just, that's just basically it. Like, okay. Put, so, the, put the Falcon and the Winter Soldier on hold. I got to <laughs> hear this. I'll wait, I'll wait on that. I got to hear this story. Um, well, <laughs> So, did you ever get your t- wisdom teeth out? Have you ever? Yeah. You had them out? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I had them out. I had them out my, when I was like 25 or something. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I was probably 18 when the dentist said, hey, by the way, you probably need to get your wisdom yeah. teeth out. I wish I would have done it then. But, yeah, yeah. And, and I should have too, but I was a giant pussy and was so like freaked out by the notion of like getting bones ripped out of my face that I thought yeah. oh, that's never going to happen. And by the way, I was only born with two. So most people have four. I have two. I had two that were tops. I really? Tops. I didn't even know that that could happen. Or maybe my bums. I don't know. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a genetic abnormality. Yeah, you're um, like Joseph Merrick. <laughs> go, go, yes. Google that I'm one, kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm a man. What is that? What does he say? I'm a man. Or uh, I am a man. Or yeah. something like that. Which was... Uh, uh, you know, a young Anthony Hopkins is in that movie. It's a great movie. It is phenomenal. Yeah, it's a great book. Um, anyway. So I, I I put it off for ten years just just because I couldn't like muster up the courage, and I don't even remember what. Oh, I remember my dentist saying, "If you don't get this done soon, you're gonna have some serious complications." Right? Yeah, impacted that kind of crap. Right. Sure. So like it's 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 put up or shut up. Like let's let's go, man. Um, and then I actually, you know, built it up in my head for ten years that it was gonna be this horrible experience, and it really wasn't that bad um when i actually had them taken out though it was my it was my oral surgeon's last day before retirement and i was his last extraction and i'm pretty sure the motherfucker like leaned in on it right yeah he kind of went a little hard uh because he didn't put me under so i had that like which i don't even how that's i didn't even know that that was possible because i didn't either on you i was super excited about not experiencing any of this and all of a sudden I get the nose cone and I was like, Hey, do you need my arm to like put anesthesia in? And he's like, no, not today. My friend, my friend. Uh, so, and I start sucking this thing. Cause I'm just like, oh, I gotta, I need this yeah. stuff to go to my head. Right. So anyway, long story short, That's dude crazy. is like on my, on my chest, knee on my chest, yanking on my jaw to pull these teeth out. I can't feel any of it. Cause I'm just like numb to the world, but I'm wide awake uh, and freaking out. And I remember when I was done, they Jeez. handed me like four Tylenols and my hands were shaking so bad that I couldn't hold them in my hand because <laughs> I was so nervous. And by the way, this was like 10 years ago. So it wasn't like I was like still a teenager and I, I was like in my thirties. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I can't believe it, that it had, didn't put you under. It's crazy. I, it, right. One would assume <laughs> that that would be like, you know, a nice thing to do. Uh, so the reason <laughs> I bring that up, yeah. is um, because I, I do the same thing with like getting a physical. Like I, I've probably needed a physical for the past 15 years. I just haven't gotten one because I, I'm a little, you know, I'm, I'm afraid of, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, not, I don't not love pleasant. needles. 
Um, yeah, but I also know that I'm getting like really close to getting a prostate exam, right? Like I am, I am staring down that barrel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there's actually a great John Mulaney bit about him trying to get Xanax. And I, he, yes, and I know. he oh. ends up getting a prostate exam. It's, it's hilarious. It's a great bit. Great. It, so, so it's just yeah. genius. And Love after it. I get done with the story, you'll understand why I think it's an even better story or a better bit now having yeah. gone through some stuff. So I finally realized it's, it's time to like, let's, let's get a physical. I'm not worried about being out of shape. I think I'm in good shape. I think I'm in good health. Um, but you know, in the interest of like not leaving my kids fatherless and, you know, having like my wife be happy with a healthy husband, I said, let's, let's go, let's book. So about, uh, about three weeks ago now, I make the appointment and for two weeks later. And in those two weeks, I'm just building up in my head what's going to happen at this appointment, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, well, shit, you know, I'm probably going to end up getting a prostate exam. And I've never had a prostate exam. In fact, I don't even like wiping my butt. so what a chore that what a chore that is (laughs) yeah i mean it's just you know i i'm just because partially i'm just like what if i enjoy it a little too much right okay (laughs) okay uh the night before of my my appointment which was last thursday uh i decided to read up on it which which some people would probably say hey don't don't google things before you have to go experience them right but for some reason i was like let's just find out what happens during a prostate exam. And maybe I don't even need one, right? Okay. So uh, I I start Googling and they're like, hey, you don't need a prostate exam before you're 50. So I'm 42. I'm I'm golden. And they even say like, if you have a history of prostate cancer in your family, maybe a doctor will kick it down to 45. But even that, you know, don't, don't worry about it. And I I luckily don't have prostate cancer in my family that that I know of. So I'm instantly overjoyed. I'm like, going into this, this doctor's appointment, like I'm going to light the world on fire. Right. Um, you don't, you, know, you don't get up, nothing, nothing up your bum. You have it. You right. it's going to be a relaxing afternoon. It's going to be a lovely experience. For, no big deal. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sweet talking to nurses a little bit, you know, kind of yeah. a little flirt, like how you doing? Little, little charming. Yeah. Right. They ask me what my height, my weight is. I just nail it out. I'm like, yeah, I got this right. I've, I've been studying. So, uh, the thing you need to know about my doctor is that he is Russian. Um, and I don't know his backstory, but I've got to assume based on his age that he probably escaped during um, communism, like during probably during like the Soviet in the 80s. Union. Right. So okay. he has so, this. Okay. He, Does he have an accent? Oh, oh yeah. Like, okay. And I can't do a really good Russian accent, but yes, it's like, uh, you know, I use this what you need to do. And oh, he doesn't that was have. That's amazing. I was uh, like, where'd, where'd Adam go? Right. Did you think I was like, yeah. you know, Whoa. Mikhail Gorbachev here? <laughs> like, Whoa, Yvonne Drago is in there. <laughs> Who's new? Who, right. The actor isn't Russian. I realize that. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So um, he has no humor at all either. And whenever I get in like a, <laughs> I can't leave a Russian doctor doesn't have a good sense of humor. You would have thought he'd be like totally yeah. like into it. Jump um, truck. Yeah. No. Oh, gosh. That's funny. Uh, so I'm like cracking jokes because I do that when I get like super nervous. And totally. Um, you know, everything's going fine. He gives me like this whole test. Everything is good. Um, he even does like the turn your head and cough thing where he's like touching my balls. And I was like, okay, you know, that's fine. I I'm- know that was a real life thing. I thought that was a TV thing. Yeah. 
Um, but when he's done, I start pulling up my pants because I'm like, all right, you got the show. You yeah. know, you're welcome. Let me pull my pants. And he's like, uh, you don't need to pull, pull your pants up yet. And I was like, what are you talking about? What else could you need to do? I'm only 42. I even think I was like, said like totally apropos of nothing. I was like, Hey, I'm 42, by the way, 42. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. yeah. Just, just so you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's like, no, not yet. I need, don't, don't put, put your pants on yet. I was like, fuck. And then he goes, uh, have you ever had the prostate exam before? <laughs> and I'm just like, motherfucker, we're doing this. And so I know instantly it's coming, right? Like this, we're going into this. And my ass clenches like a fucking razor. Clam. Oh, I bet it. I bet you like, pucker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, it inspired, inspired a pucker. Now you're a lot like me, Johnny, right? Like you get nervous in stressful situations. So you kind of start cracking a little bit more wise, right? I can't help it. Right? I, I, it's just, it's a, it's a defense mechanism for smart asses. That's what we right. do. Yeah. But when your doctor is Dr. Moscow and he like, <laughs> is having none of it. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm like, I'm like, so, so oh, how, Moscow. How, how, how uncomfortable is this? And he goes, it's not bad. Some people enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <coughs> and then I'm like, okay. And he kind of looks at me, he gives me like the up and down. I was like, I no, I don't what? And, and then, he's not uh, kidding around. Like he's not, he's not trying to be like playing along. I I don't know. And I'm ashamed of what I said tell. next. Gotcha. Uh I, so next I said something that's super hacky because it's super hacky, but I was like, Hey, you know, you gonna buy me dinner first? Hey, you know? yeah, like fucking like i'm like in the borscht belt like you know yeah. like dinner theater shecky green yeah right <laughs> so he goes uh he doesn't even answer just goes no bend over oh <laughs> he actually said the words bend over and i'm like Jesus. like how deep do you go because so i'm on like you know there's the table with the the tissue paper on it Excuse and i'm me. bent on it right like i'm i'm bent over this thing and uh I mean, pop goes the weasel, right? Oh boy. Yeah. Cause he's got the glove. He's got the, 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 the little KY jelly little KY. I don't know if he used one finger or two. Not sure. Dude did spread my ass though. Did spread my cheeks open. Oh yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Cause you need to get the angle. Right. Uh, and so when oh, it's done, I'm so pants around my ankles bent over <laughs> dude hands me a box of tissues and I'm like, Holy shit, did I am I crying and I didn't even realize it? <laughs> like, is it that emotional? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's emotional. And I actually literally grabbed those and I kind of looked at him like, what what am I doing with these? And he goes, clean yourself up. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm like, what? I felt like a whore, like a two-cent whore, Johnny. A whore. Oh my goodness. I picture him the did it, I think I think I picture him with really hairy forearms. He may actually, a, yes. Yeah, I I, I, I Feels like he'd have really hairy forearms, <laughs> like Robin Williams' forearms. Oh, those are hairy. His first yeah. name is Slava. <laughs> oh, that's Slava, fantastic. Right? I don't even want to say his last name, but first name is Slava. Um, so not only has this man just like what uh, <laughs> stuck, stuck his finger in my butt, but he hands me these tissues and he's like, you know, clean yourself up. And I'm like, did I, did I shit? Right, yeah. like when he's in there, and he's and and he's like, you you have to get the jelly off your butt. <laughs> oh like, gosh! Oh so not only have has I have I just had this finger up my butt, 
but like now I have to like wipe myself in front of somebody. Like I don't know if you've ever done that. I don't even think I've no. done that for my wife. But I'm sitting there. I'm like, like the most okay. intimate thing a person does. <laughs> yes. So I'm sitting there wiping my butt and like collecting the tissues. My pants are still around my ankle, and I'm like, you haven't pulled your pants. Oh my gosh. I don't. I have to wipe my ass, Johnny. I can't. I, you know? And so come halfway up, but okay. Oh, I should have. You know, yeah. retrospect 2020, yeah. buddy. Let's talk about 2020. it. Uh, so, <laughs> Long, long story short, uh, my prostate's fine. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm healthy. Uh, I still have like phantom feelings like KY jelly is leaking out of my bunghole. But other than that, man, you know, I'm good for at least another year. And clean as a whistle down there. Yeah, no, you're Super doing right. Clean. Dude, my farts don't even make noise right now. Oh, yeah, that's good. Stuff. They just come out. It's like a jet engine. When uh, that's, that's very funny. When. <laughs> When I was in when I was in college, I, I, I used to like doing bits for my roommates. You know, I would just do bits for them. And one of the ones that I used to that I used to do is we'd be at like at a girl's house and like a group of people and stuff. And I would tell the story about how I had I had an uncle that had a really serious flatulence problem. It no. was bad. And it um it was threatening his marriage. Uh so he, uh, it's a fragile marriage if that's the case. Yeah, it was just that bad. It just yeah. you know she couldn't live. My aunt couldn't live with the fumes anymore. Right. And I would just tell. I would just keep going into like all these details. And I'd say, well, you know, he flew to the Philippines, and he had a controversial uh, experimental surgery, so his farts smell like peaches. <laughs> and I would, <laughs> I would tell the story, completely deadpan. Yeah. And my roommates would just be like just right. covering their mouth, trying not to laugh, and I would just see how far I could take it. People would believe me all the time. Well, I mean, you did go to Southwestern Utah, Nevada State. Yeah, tech. Yeah, tech. <laughs> yeah, I went to like roast. I went to like roast beef A and M. Yeah, but yeah, that was one of my favorite bits. I used to. That's like to pretty do. good, man. Tell a story, mean, but yeah, and they would believe it. These 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 coeds would believe. Yeah, you just I'd be totally. If if my roommates didn't blow it, then right. I would just keep going. Well, and it was yeah. just you know. I just did. I enjoyed a bit. I enjoyed doing. I yeah. like that you had him go or overseas. Smell like peaches. Well, yeah, and you go to. Yeah, these, I, like, thought, I thought I would. I, sometimes he would go to Philippines. Sometimes he would go to Thailand. I felt it was so. It was always an Asian country. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it felt like it was like oh, that's where you can like experimental surgery or something. I think that's probably true. I though. think I was thinking of like Andy Kaufman going to the Philippines and having the psychic. I think that's what I was thinking. That is instantly what I thought of. Instantly, yeah. it's so funny. Yeah. Um. So the other medical news, aside from me losing my anal virginity, oh, um, had a good run. Yeah. Uh, so I got the vaccine. I got the first vaccine, to, uh, my first Congrats. dose, uh, Pfizer. I'm team Congrats. Pfizer. Listen, you get the uh, Moderna, you get the Johnson and Johnson. You're a peasant. Okay? <laughs> Pfizer's the way to go. Okay. The classy people get it. Right. It's first <clears> class. <throat> All right. Um, here's the problem though. I got it. And I'm feeling a little autistic. Oh no. Yeah. I'm one Not step again. away from going to Vegas and counting cards. Oh, I wish I could count cards. Right. Uh, I met a guy. I met a guy that could do it once. Really? Yeah. There's he tried a, to explain it to me, and it's. I mean, it's a. It's a, it's a fairly simple counting system, actually. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's like, you have to do it so rapidly. Yes. And uh, it's like a point. He, there's points and negative points, and you kind of go back and forth. Yeah, he tried to explain yeah. it to me, but I, I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't do it. But yeah, he said he he got he's uh, he's been kicked out a couple times. Really? Well, they. It's not cheating. No, you know, it's not illegal. It's, it's not. It's not. And it, it's, but it's still, um, they can still deny you to play. <clears throat> yeah, of course. Well, so you, got, you got kicked out I mean, a couple of times. <laughs> I 
I miss casinos. <laughs> Yours is such an play. anomaly, though, Johnny. They were such fun places. Like, I, I think of you as this recluse. And I know you're not. And I know you're like a social being. And maybe it's just like the past year because you live in the woods and in a yeah. cabin and you have a dog. But yeah. I'm like so the I Grinch, have, like, top of a hill. I, yeah. The dog. Yeah. Totally. It's ridiculous. Really, and your hair. It's a fair analogy. Yeah. Of what I've become during you hate happiness. Yeah. <laughs> but, but so I, I have this assumption of you that you're like this very like insular person. But then I know you're not because you used to live in New York City with me where we would have huge parties. Yeah. And we would all, and you also go to Vegas and like gamble and be surrounded by people and go to sports events and, and things like that. So it's, it's funny that like you're sort of this dichotomy of like, I want, I want you to be a recluse. I want you to start sending mail bombs. <laughs> but I know the truth is that you're actually like a very social person. You're, I, I you're usually, yeah, usually I'm. I, I, well, Adam, I'm a riddle. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, uh, you are. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, it's like unwrapping an, an old Werther's candy. <laughs> Seeing what, what's inside. Seeing how much mold is on there. Yeah, it keeps getting worse and worse. It's pretty bad. Um, I do have a sponsor for today's. Uh, well, show. let us. I hope it's uh, KY Jelly. <laughs> oh, they uh, they passed. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Probably smart. Probably smart. Like, oh, no, you guys curse too much. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Um, this episode of the Take the Ride podcast is brought to you by Japanese Doritos. With exciting flavors such as avocado and cheese, butter and soy sauce, sausage, gourmet fondue, caramel, coconut curry, Caesar salad, and tuna mayo. Japanese Doritos are just the treat you need to spice up your snacky experience. Japanese Doritos, because why the hell not? Those are all real flavors. And there's like half a dozen more that are weird. <laughs> I some of tuna them I thought, mayo. Like, dude, the tuna mayo, like no. Fuck. There's a reason I put that yeah. one at the end. Yeah, you're um, I mean, just imagine tuna flavored corn chips. No, I don't want to imagine tuna flavored anything. That's disgusting. <laughs> but the mayo, fuck you. Oh. But then some of those like, those are all real. Some of them sound like, like coconut curry. I have no idea what that would be like. No idea. I just, I, so I used to work uh, on the Pepsi account when I was working in advertising. And so we would, because Pepsi and and Doritos are part of the same company, we would always get like kind of the, you could, you, there were ways to get like the out of town flavors. Right. And there were always some really funky ones. You get the exotic Um, Doritos, exotic Doritos. There's also like exotic Mountain Dews, Caesar salad. Yeah, like that one. <coughs> I just I I want to try them just to just to know, and they're probably yeah. all like very similar in taste, and you probably your brain probably creates like what you think it should taste like. Although that's the tuna mayo is like isn't that crazy? Who's actively I, buying that? I don't know, man. But I I love learning about I love I love learning about uh, other country snacks because it's weird. And Japan has the weirdest one. And Japan is uh, where. When I think of J- Japanese culture, I, I find it wonderfully weird. Yes. That it is just so unique and yes. so different that yes. it's just very endearing and charming. And so I totally agree. Learning yeah. about it is very fun, you know, but like their mm-hmm. snacks are hilarious. And, I mean, but, you know, you know again, you got to remember, there's a lot of places in the world that think Cool Ranch sounds disgusting. So everything no, totally. is relative, you know. But they have Every, like all this. Everyone's snacks are weird. It's just really funny. Johnny, Japan has vending machines where you can buy girls' underwear. 
I have used. a buddy that that went to Japan and he told me that he saw one. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna say he actually bought them. And I was gonna like no, the same that. buddy who told me that he was in Tokyo at a park. And out of nowhere, about 30 guys dressed as 50s greasers showed up and started put a boombox down and started dancing to Elvis. <laughs> no, wait, dude, that's a thing. That's like a big, like, like a uh, counterculture thing. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I He's know. like, it was the wildest thing you'd ever seen. Just out of nowhere, 40, 50 dudes, all yeah. dressed in leather jackets, pompadour, you know, and then they, they started dancing to Elvis. Dude, it's, it's, it's rockabilly. It's it's their like rockabilly so thing, yeah, and they're really into it, yeah. Ugh, rockabilly is considered to be a part of the larger Amatora movement. Ah, oh, yeah. whatever that is. So, yeah, I, I love I love learning about. It. I mean, it's, you know, there's you there's there's like there's like channels on YouTube where it's just people trying other countries' weird snacks. I love it. I, that's like the whole thing, and it's but funny. That, that's great. Yeah, I love it's brilliant. It. Like people from Ireland, you know, tasting weird snacks from Bulgaria. It's funny. What's what's the weirdest thing you think you've ever eaten? <laughs> I'm not an adventurous eater. That's not um, true. I've seen you house bags of of uh, uh, jerky. Of jerky? Yeah, that's true. Like I do have a jerky. Sitting. I have a jerky. I have a jerky problem. Um, <laughs> it's the first it's time not, admitting. It's not good. I, I don't know. Not a whole lot of. I'm trying to think. I I, I don't know if I've. I just don't really, yeah, I'm not an adventurous eater. I, I like, you know, like my favorite restaurant in New York was the Old Town Bar on 18th Street. Like, it's just, you know. Get a burger. They had good burgers. Yeah, it gets a, it's a great burger. And then I would get the chance to tell people about the dumbwaiter in the restaurant. You know, this is where they used to hide the hooch during Prohibition. I, 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 love, to, I love to tell people that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I can't think of anything really crazy that I've eaten. Really? Yeah, what so about I, I, I had sea urchin. Ah, see, I would try sea urchin. Yeah. It was okay. I try sea urchin. Yeah. Delicacy um, in many places. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we talked about this. I, I've eaten alligator. Yeah. I like, I, I've had fried alligator. It's pretty good. Uh, let's see. I mean, it's, it's not even weird, but like bison, I think bison's great. Bison's excellent. Yeah. A bison burger is excellent. But in terms of like weird, I, I don't even think I've had any of like these weird Japanese things. So, no, so it's fancy down. food is kind of lost on me. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, I went to some of those places in New York and a couple in Los Angeles. I, Los Angeles, I, I, yeah. But but I, as I'm doing it, I'm thinking for forty dollars less, I you know could have a steak. Yeah. You know, I, it's it's a little lost on me. Oh, Johnny, it's okay. Yeah. I, I, speaking I'm, of food, I have a, a news story here that that I thought was wonderful. Um, mafia. This is so funny to me. Mafia fugitive caught after posting cooking show on YouTube. <laughs> a fugitive. <laughs> what a what? dummy! I kid you not. A fugitive Italian gangster is urged to show off his cooking skills. Landed him in jail after seven years oh. on the run. Wow. Police. Uh, Italian police tracked down Mark Ferran Claude Biart, 53 years old, through culinary videos he had uploaded to oh. YouTube while he carefully hit his face. He failed to disguise his body tattoos. Oh, dude, come on. You got it. Come on, dude. Body up. That's like that's like gangster 101, man. Don't show the tats. Imagine the thinking here that you have been successfully on the run. Now, right. I don't know if Italian police are going to track you down in the Dominican Republic. I don't know. You might have been just like out at the beach. There's I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Come but on. In, instead of just like, you know, laying low, you that you know, I we we got babe, we got this rigatoni uh, uh, recipe 
gotta we got to get world. it out there for the kids. We can't just leave this recipe sitting in the barn. That's you got to. Yeah, you got to you got to have a cooking show on YouTube. So and this guy matched up his was tattoos. It in, was it in the DR? He was in the DR. Yes, he was arrested in the Dominican Republic and was extradited back to Italy. And he, so he's just like on the run. Or so at first when you said that, I was like, oh, did he? Uh, was he under like uh, protective services? No, no, he was. He fled. The, he was going to get charged with drug charges. He fled the country. He he made it to the Dominican Republic, and he was successfully hiding out for seven years. But then decided that this tagliatelle is just too good not to share, and so he, <laughs> he pulled, rolls up his sleeves, get the tats going. Holy shit! What an I mean, idiot! You probably could have been golden. I mean, remember when Whitey Bulger, the the famous Boston gangster, mm-hmm. you know, he wasn't in like a, a far off locale. He was in, in like Santa, Santa Monica. Monica. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was just hiding in plain sight and, and, and still got it. I would imagine if you made it to the Dominican Republic or Costa Rica or, or something like that, you just like hang tight. Like, oh, yeah. I think I made it. Grow a beard. <laughs> yeah. Get a cabin and a dog and live in the woods and you're good. Nope. Cooking channel on YouTube. Cotton. You <laughs> know, depressing. that's like such an Icarus type of thing of like, man just got to yeah. share this with the world and just keep going and get bigger. And Oh shit. I flew too close to the sun. Yeah. Flying too close to the sun. My so, goodness. That's funny. Wow. I, I mean, Hey, if you're going to go down, do it. Yeah. Doing something well you go love. Down sharing grandma's meatball recipe on YouTube. I, I, is, I wonder if it's like still up. I wonder if you can actually see. That's a great them. question. I don't I, know if you can still see them, but uh Oh yeah. I just, I, the, the thought I, process behind that is just hilarious to me. I, I know this isn't how it happened, but I would have loved if like it was a live thing and during it, like his door gets busted down. And, oh yeah. You know? And, and, but he's like trying to feed the, the cops. He's like, no, you need to try it. It's, it's great. Hey, you love it. This carbonara is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> the cops are like, wait, let's finish these dishes. Then we'll arrest him. Oh my what God. What are you thinking, man? That is so I love good. It. Yeah, why? Well, yeah, you're you're not exactly a criminal mastermind there, Giuseppe. No. So, what are you watching lately, Johnny? Anything good or reading or doing or? What's... Um, I watched uh, the Ken Burns Hemingway documentary. Um, How I was that? that you watch Absolutely. a Hemingway documentary? I know. Go go figure. Yeah, I, like Ken, yeah, Ken Burns. Anything Ken Burns? I think I've seen everything. But I mean, the guy is a genius. It's he's so... America, he's America's wow. storyteller, and so. Truly. When I found out that he was doing Hemingway six or seven years ago, I've been—I mean, I've been waiting for this. So, yeah, um, I haven't seen it yet, but it's—it's—it's fantastic. It's six hours, three parts. It's really, really, really good. There's so much. I mean, I've read two biographies on Hemingway. Yeah, I've—I've read. I think I've read everything, Um, even some of the things that were unfinished when he died and his son finished. I mean, and I learned so much about him that I didn't know. It's Ken Ken Burns is just incredible. So that uh, that was really good. Is the last Uh, hour of that uh, just? all about Meryl Hemingway and her career. Yeah. About how, 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 yeah. How, just all about his granddaughters. Yeah. You know, how they had a mildly successful uh, film career in the eighties. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, there's some suicide in there too. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Did well, Hemingway. Ever, did you visit so, his house down in Key West? Yeah. I, with uh, I, I've, been to his, I've been to his house in Key West and I've been to, well, I've been close to his house in Ketchum, Idaho. You can't get, you can't go there. Yeah. So, but I, uh, in college, I went on a camping trip to Idaho, and I made I made sure I went to Ketchum, and I saw uh, I went to Hemingway's grave, and yeah, um, and that kind of thing. So, but I did go to his house in Key West. We our family went on a cruise when I was seventeen, and 
one of the stops was Key West. And so we were with another family while everybody else went to the beach. Me and my dad went to Hemingway's house. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful little spot, especially with all those cats running around. And Yeah, the six-toed yeah. cats. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I, I really had a Picasso it. statue in there that a homeless guy smashed. Oh, no. Really? There was a Picasso cat statue in there. Oh, no. And uh, one guy, a homeless guy, uh, I, well, I was told it was a homeless guy, um, yeah. picked it up and smashed Wow. Well, Picasso gave, gave sculpture to Hemingway. Imagine that conversation. I'm sure Hemingway uh, wanted to box him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I love yeah, it. He was, he was a limited, he was, he's a crazy person. But So I, I had just seen this. Um, this reminded me of uh, a Netflix documentary about um, This is a Robbery, which is about the. I, I had, that's on my uh, my list. I'm looking forward to watching. That. Really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but what, it, what that reminded me of, and maybe I'm like telling tales out of school here is you had a brilliant idea for like a series of novels around like an Indiana Jones type, but the guy yeah. goes after stolen art. Yeah. I'm fascinated and, by stolen art, but, but seeing that documentary, I was like, holy shit. This is like, Johnny, you got to get back in. Yeah. I might, I might, I still have all the notes. I still have all the notes. It's, I think it's brilliant, honestly. Yeah. And it's, it's so like. It's it's a tangible sort of thing. Like I mean, Indiana Jones, yeah, there was some tangibility to it, but then you kind of get into like the spiritual, yeah, the supernatural stuff. elements of Indiana. Jones. Yeah, but like with your shit, I mean, you could actually base it around real things. Sorry, I was like, as soon as I, I finished watching yeah. this, I was like, Johnny's got to do this. Oh yeah, I, I I loved that idea, and I, I yeah, I I, uh, I did a bunch of research and learned about uh, stolen art and you know yeah. like how the Mona Lisa was stolen and missing right? for two years. You know, yeah, just I mean. A guy just all the guy did was hide in a. I mean, it was like in 1911 or 1912 right. or something like that. All the dude did, he was he was an Italian national. He didn't like that the Mona Lisa was in France, so he like hid in the bathroom after they closed and just picked it up and walked out. <laughs> and it was missing for years. And then it was just like in his apartment in Paris. And then he tried to sell it back to a guy uh, to an art uh, dealer in Italy, and it, it unraveled. But um, yeah, I do want to watch that doc. Stolen art. There's this is what's weird about it. Mm-hmm. I when those crimes, those like art art heists or uh, master forgers that like forge a Gutenberg Bible. Yeah, there's part of me that's fascinated by that kind of crime, and I almost yeah. like respect it a little because oh, of the craft. effort and skill that because it takes. Because not only to do you do have that. to have the original like skill, but you also need to have that like meticulous, like perfect. Yeah. Uh, craft basically, right? Like, I mean, I'm sorry, not be more eloquent with this, but like, you almost have to be above and beyond the original artist because you have to it's mimic crazy so precisely. Yeah, yeah it's wild. Like, like, you know, if you had like a Danny Ocean style uh, robbery that you know you that someone that, you know broke into a vault, I, I, there's part of me that like and that respects it. You know, oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm alone in that, right? It's just the part of me was like, okay, you're you're a dirtbag. I watched a documentary thing, I don't know, a month ago about a guy that was uh, the most prolific um, uh, wine counterfeiter in America, and it was fascinating. Wow, this dude was. I mean, he was making fake labels. He 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 was finding like antique bottles and then oh, like shit. filling them with like you know a $50 wine and then selling it for like $200,000. And it was, it was fascinating. That's and, kind of brilliant to be yeah, honest. Cause the, no one, no people buy wine and they don't drink it. And he it sold like 
seven bottles of what was said to be Thomas Jefferson's wine to one of the Koch brothers. They were all fake. <laughs> That's kind of happy about it. So. 200 bucks, $200,000 a bottle was Thomas Jefferson's wine. And it was like wine from the seventies in there. <laughs> and like the old, it was like, cask. Oh my God. Like the Chianti yeah. casks and just like the shit that is given. Yeah, when it. they, when they finally caught up to the guy, he, he, uh, like had hundreds of bottles in in his this little apartment. He had he had an apartment that he kept at sixty degrees because it was like freezing in there because he was you know making all these concoctions and wine and then selling them at auctions. It was fascinating. Oh but it's it's crimes like that that I like. Okay, I'm glad you're caught, but I do but, res- I do respect right. that. you. Kind of have to. Right? I respect the hustle a little bit. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm fascinated by that. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I I can't remember the guy's name. He had he went by a fake name, and he was like raised in the Philippines, and he was using like a uh, like the name of a Filipino like a cricket player or a, maybe a badminton player or something. I mean, it was just it was a wild story. Um, oh, so anyway, I, that's one of the things. Uh, but uh, before I forget, the thing that I'm reading, uh, I pre-ordered. I'm very very excited. Tarantino, Quentin Tarantino is releasing his first novel, and I pre-ordered it, and I'm really excited. Uh, maybe did you tell? Maybe you told me about this. It's I, I, it's I, been well, like, I, knew, I saw it was coming. It was coming, and then you could. Okay. Uh, what's, uh, so it, you, it's, what's it about? The, it's the novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay. So, um, and so I, but it was really cool how he's doing it. Is now I would have paid the thirty bucks for a hardback. I I would have plunked it down without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it in uh, the first printing is a dime store looking paperback. I love it for eight bucks. I love it. Yeah, it's great. That's genius. so he's he's putting this out like you know this is what you would get at the Rite Aid in the seventies, and so yeah. I, I'm really I'm really excited about that. Even though it doesn't come out for like six weeks or something, that's great, man. But you could pre-order it. it. Um, he's never he's never let me down. I just I, I do I'm a little 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 fanboyish with the uh, even with his prolific use of the N word. You're still I don't like that. But, <laughs> so he but let you down when Sam Jackson sticks up for you okay you kind of get the pass right yeah and not that it's a pass to be had but yeah yeah i do think it i do think it's a little much but yeah he's not perfect but i mean i remember when when reservoir dogs came was reservoir dogs 92 yeah uh maybe even earlier because i think 91 92 was 93 Uh, so i could be wrong I read about it in Rolling Stone and then I read an interview with uh, uh, one of the guitar players from Pearl Jam and he said that the band had gone to see it together on tour. So I told my buddies, I was like, guys, we got to go see this thing. So we went to downtown Seattle. I had no idea what show. it was. No, right? it just like, I just like, oh, yeah. like, I've seen people are talking about it, you know? Awesome. So we went to downtown Seattle, like a midnight showing and it was just wild in there. People were like l- laughing and screaming and yelling at the screen and stuff. And right. I, I was just mesmerized. And so we went to a diner right afterwards and all of us were like kind of quiet. And, and the whole, the collective thought was what the fuck just happened for two hours? Right. What was that? Who is what this is, guy? Yeah, totally. You oh know, I like, I didn't know who Michael Madsen was. I didn't, you know, I didn't know who Steve Buscemi was. I knew Harvey Keitel cause I'd started oh. watching Scorsese. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was just blown away and he's never let me down since. When, when Madsen starts talking to the guy's ear, Oh, oh which is was, which is improvised, by the way. Was Jeez. it really? Yeah, Michael Madsen improvised that. Dude, that I, I I mean the movie was amazing before that, but that scene, and then you're just like, oh, oh, all bets are off. 
like nothing yeah. is safe here. And, and that's, and it was like such dangerous filmmaking that you're like, you have to keep watching this. And it's like, it's so atypical to what Hollywood at least then was putting out that it was just, was I, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It's, yeah. you know, I, I'd never, I mean, the way that dialogue is just so unique and so, so rat-a-tat-tat-tat-tat. It's yep. just, I mean, it's incredible. Yep. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if he'll ever make another film. He has said numerous times that he was going to make 10 and quit because he could, he'll be able to say, I'm 10 for 10 with hit movies. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is potentially his last. Now, I think he'll renege on that because I, I just... Knowing him, knowing who he is a little bit, I just think that he'll be, he'll have a story he can't like not tell. Right. So, but it's possible he never makes another film. He said it many times over the years. I'm going to make 10 and quit. Is he counting Kill Bill as one or two? I believe he counts it as one. Okay. I see it as one. Yeah, I do too. I, if I went to go see that opening night at the Chinese theater in, uh, in Los Angeles and, that is one of the the most electric theaters I've ever been in. One of the one of the most magical theater experiences I've ever had. We've That's seen cool. Kill Bill opening night at Chinese. Yeah, God, such a good movie. Bananas. I haven't gone back and seen it in a while. I gotta go watch that again. I um, watched uh, I watched Death Proof uh, last week. I haven't seen Death Proof in a long time. That, I, dude, I I haven't. I I think I've I think Death Proof and and Jackie Brown are the only two movies of his I've seen once. I love Jackie Brown. And, and that's what I have to, because I like Elmore Leonard. Like, why have I, I not yeah, back Elmore, see, that's, 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 that's a very good point because I'm curious to see if Quentin's prose reminds me of Elmore Leonard because Elmore Leonard is one of my favorite writers. Right. And I know that Tarantino loves him. Obviously he made a movie from Jackie Brown's based on a book called rum punch. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very curious if there's hints of Elmore Leonard, you know, because well, Elmore asked. Leonard has these great rules of writing, you know, like you don't, it's you know don't start a, don't start a story with the weather limit your, <laughs> limit your exclamation points he has these like wonderful little rules yeah you don't need my favorite is you don't need the word suddenly one of my biggest pet peeves in prose that's really... when people say use the word suddenly oh or God. all of a sudden all of a sudden the door opened right ah, drives me fucking crazy that is... my biggest pet peeve i'm in literally prose. going back over things that i've written recently i'm like have i you don't need the word suddenly. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. That's that so is I'm going to be very curious if there's Elmore Leonard in there. Cause you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I love him. I miss, I miss, I miss good old Dutch. <laughs> I miss him. <laughs> yeah, man. I like some of the movies that like, you know, out of sight. Um, yeah. Uh, Get shorty. Get like, shorty's a fantastic movie. Like he, it, it's translate. It's they're complicated novels that yeah. have translated well for the most part. Yeah, to, 310, to the, 310 to Yuma. That's an Elmore Leonard story. I didn't know that. Uh, 310 to Yuma. When, before oh. Elmore Leonard wrote Crime, he wrote, wrote, he wrote Westerns for a while. And they're oh, right. fantastic. Yeah, they're kind of like Louis L'Amour style Westerns, but with much sharper dialogue. And, uh, and yeah, 310 to Yuma was originally a novella. You're yeah, absolutely and, right. And I like, I like both versions, <clears throat> both versions of the, of the movies. But yeah, yeah that's, that's an Elmore Leonard story. Holy shit. Well, yeah, I, I, went, I went back a few years ago and read Elmore Leonard's Westerns. They're great. What's your favorite Elmore Leonard book? Well, probably Blues. I like Tishomingo Blues. I was just, I was, that's one of the ones I was thinking of. Yeah, Tishomingo Blues. I like Kill Shot. I like Freaky Deaky. Mm-hmm. Um, I like The Big Bounce. 
I like Get Shorty. There's a lot of that I like. Yeah. But I do Tishamigo Blues is great. It's yeah. um yeah, I, I to me Elmore Leonard reenactment. Is, and... Yeah, it, the, his he's the best dialogue writer in crime. It's, Absolutely. It's the best. And he will Elmore Leonard would say that he would write 5 pages to get one. So he would write 5 pages of dialogue to get one page of dialogue that he liked. That's brilliant. Pretty amazing. He wrote it out longhand in a legal pad. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> Like, I can't, I can't, like, I would not be a writer. I'm like, ah, it's too much, too much effort. I can't do it. Yeah. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited to get that Tarantino book, but um, yeah. Other than that, the only real thing I saw this morning is there's a garden gnome shortage. No, That's troubling. Don't tell me that Johnny. So 2021 was looking up. Yeah. 2021 took a hard left turn and is going to crash right in the wall. Cause we can't get a goddamn garden gnome. What's the cause of that? Why, why are there no garden gnomes? So I, I, I can't believe I read these stories. The, the UK had a boom in garden gnomes last year because so many people were just at home in their yard. So, okay. They were, they had a garden gnome boom. And, but the, the materials that are, were used to make them got stuck in the Suez canal thing. Oh, fiasco. I love it. Oh my God. So one of the, so there's two forces at work here. Yeah. That is one of the complications amazing. was the Suez Canal fiasco that led to a garden gnome shortage in the United Kingdom. <laughs> so, so stupid. One of my uh one of my 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 jobs is to look at like trends and look at like the what we call the second and third order consequences of those things. So like something happens and wh- how is that going to reflect in like yeah, business yeah. and things like that. And so if you had told me because of a global pandemic, there's going to be a garden gnome shortage. I could never have connected those lines. Like that yeah. is so the, out there. Like, what are you fucking talking about? Yeah. The story was on the BBC. It, it, <laughs> okay. Garden gnomes. Go, so, yeah. so you're saying that I could sell, if I had a garden gnome, which I don't, unfortunately, I could yeah, sell it at a, a higher price. A, yeah. There's a market right now. If you hit eBay with a garden gnome and you say, I'll ship to Scotland, you're, you're, man, you're, you're golden. I do have, this is terrible. Uh-oh. I have a Seahawks garden gnome. If you had told me that you yeah. had a garden gnome yeah. full on, and you said it was themed, <laughs> I, I would have been able to guess that in three guesses. Probably. Yeah. I would have started with, with Pearl Jam. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I probably then would have said the Seahawks, or I would have said the Supersonics. Yeah, I have and a Seahawks garden gnome. And where is your garden gnome? Do you, is it in the garden, or it's on top of one of the bookshelves? Well, that's not a garden gnome, Johnny. That's I know I don't gnome. have it. Yeah, I don't have it. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. He's just a Seahawks gnome. Yeah, but so, he's here to par- He's here to party. He's having a good time. <laughs> well, see, yeah, that's the like problem, though. Time. People in in the UK don't know what a Seahawk is, so they're not going to want to buy your your garden. <laughs> You need to be a little bit more casual with your with your theming, your garden gnome theming. And that, that rascal that plugged up the Suez Canal caused all kinds of problems. Um, another one of my co- companies, uh, it's it's a company that basically does like uh, sanitation stuff, like like public restroom things. And we we were put behind some of our goals because our pee screens, our urinal cakes, were stuck in the Suez Canal. So there's still to, urinal cakes. We yes, really. <laughs> they're called pea screens, so they're not like the cake things. They're more like the screens. Okay, I, okay, I see. Give off like a scent. So yeah. we had to delay shipments on a shitload of pea screens of urinal <laughs> cakes 
because of the clog in the Suez Canal. <laughs> what a yeah. mess. How we did like he do three containers full of pea screens that could not go out? How did that happen? <laughs> I, I, I mean, how in the world did you do this? I mean, it's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't well, know. What, a, what a wild story that is. And now the Egyptian government wants money, like a billion dollars. Well, I, I, what was, what was the figure that I read that it was costing a billion dollars a day? Oh, I'm sure. I think it's, I think it's a figure, the figure that I read, it's just in worldwide commerce, it was like a billion bucks a day around the world. But that kind of shows you that you need to have a secondary route, right? Yeah. Like, maybe we shouldn't rely on the, the one Suez Canal, which obviously is not wide enough. Right. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, you could just stick a boat in there. There was that great, hilarious uh, photo, though, of there was one bulldozer, like trying to. Oh, I <laughs> saw that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I'm sure more came after that photo was taken, yeah. but just the, this huge boat that's the size of like, a, was it the size? It was like 100 yards long or something. Yeah. It's like the size of a football field. And there was one bulldozer. Like, just uh, like, hey, we got this, guys. Yeah, hold on, we guys. It. Give, it, give us a sec. Let me rev up this yeah. bad boy. We're going to start digging out here. Yeah. We know we got to get some, we got to get some garden gnomes to the people in Manchester. <laughs> so we got to start digging you out. <laughs> oh my god, it's brilliant! <laughs> oh uh, gosh! All right, it's about that time, man. That Johnny, was, uh, I can't believe we've made it through this yeah. entire episode without anything dropping off. Yeah, there, and like only, no Wi-Fi issues. This is the first for us. Yeah, and only a little bit of my dog's collar. Shaking. I don't care. I love only it. Only a little bit. Only a little bit of it. It's cinema verite. I love it. You know, and now you know. Now that I said it, it was a, off the cuff. Mm-hmm. The Grinch analogy. I'm just going to keep thinking of myself like that. On on up on up on a hill. Yep. Fair. By myself with yep. just me and the dog. A little green. You know. Yeah. A little, a little, yeah. It's, How big is your heart? It's not good. well. It's three sizes too small. It's no. yeah. It's not but good. There's one way to make that bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Children singing and roast beast. Mm. Why don't you sign us off, Johnny? I'd be more than happy to. Um, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go pre-order Quentin Tarantino's book. Why are we There's something you can do today? He's not, he's not paying for this. No, he's not, but I want to support it. I, I can't wait to be lost for three days and read it. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you joining us for some, uh, some absolute bollocks. Um, <laughs> Just absolute rubbish and nonsense. Uh, it's uh, it's always uh, fun to be with you, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Uh, everyone have a, uh, have a good weekend. Enjoy the sunshine. Um, for Adam Drake, I am Johnny Wright. Good night and be sound.